0: CNN gets roasted for their coverage of a not-so-peaceful protest. More classified documents are discovered at Joe Biden's home, plus Kamala Harris butchers the Declaration of Independence. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless
1: the United States of America.
0: Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with CNN and another example of what the network likes to call a mostly peaceful protest. Over the weekend, riots broke out in Atlanta over the death of an environmental protester who shot at Georgia State police officers before gunfire was returned and the protester was killed. Here's some background.
2: About 150 people opposing the development of the City of Atlanta Public Safety Training Center, or what they call Cop City, gathered at Underground Atlanta at 5 this afternoon. The demonstrators also organized to protest the death of Manuel Esteban Pius Taran earlier this week at the site of the proposed training facility in DeKalb County. Investigators say Tran shot at a state trooper first to return fire.
0: So the incident that led to the shooting occurred Wednesday at the site of the proposed million, 85-acre police training facility. The left constantly says that police should be better trained. Atlanta responds by authorizing the construction of this new facility and that gets protested. Now we move forward to Saturday with the riots because no left-wing protest ever stays peaceful. You don't come armed with hammers and rocks and incendiary devices if your intentions are peaceful. However, when CNN covered the riots, One guest got all bent out of shape because the riots were being described as violent. Check it out. I think that there's a real blurring of the lines in in, in the use of the word violence. You keep using these words, violent, 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 violent. um, And it it, it gives the impression, I mean, the only violence that, that, or or the only acts of of violence against people that I saw were, were actually police tackling protesters. What is with this guy? First of all, It should be noted that this guest was a supporter of the protester who was killed earlier in the week, retweeting a GoFundMe page in support of the guy who allegedly shot at police officers. And regarding his comments on the word violent, give me a break. Violence can describe acts of physical force used to hurt, damage, or kill someone or something. And this is the thing. This guy knows that. If violence only meant hurting people, then this bozo wouldn't need to say violence against people but he did. He knows these are violent acts, but the left continues to condone it. But it's no surprise. Remember this caption from CNN coverage of the Kenosha riots? Fiery, but mostly peaceful protests. CNN is supposedly trying to rebrand itself as a serious news source. Well, the company still has a long, long way to go. All right. Next, let's talk about Joe Biden and classified documents. But first, If you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about Joe Biden and classified documents. Because everywhere you look, there's more classified documents being found. It's never ending. And before we dig into the details, recall this comment from a couple weeks ago from White House Press Secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre.
2: So number one. And I've said this multiple times already. We take this very seriously. The president takes this very seriously. He was not aware that the records were there. Uh, He does not know what what is in uh, the documents. Uh, Again, classified information, uh, classified documents, he takes
0: very seriously. Friends, Biden takes this very seriously. We get it. But guess what? It happened again. On Friday, Justice Department officials searching Biden's home found more classified documents This is getting crazy. Here's a report from ABC's This Week program on Sunday. Federal
2: investigators from the Department of Justice seized more than half a dozen items from the
0: president's Wilmington home on Friday, including some documents marked classified after an extensive but consensual 13-hour search of the property. The president's personal lawyer disclosed the information last night, saying some of the records were from Biden's time as senator and some from when he was vice president. What is going on here? Is this like Biden's hair sniffing? He just can't help it? Everywhere he goes, he's snatching up some more classified documents. Here's more from ABC News. The search of a sitting president's home dramatically escalates the political fallout, if not the legal problems, after the White House consistently tried to downplay the significance all week. Here's something that's very significant. Just notice how ABC is now reporting this story, dramatic escalation about the political fallout. The situation is certainly heating up, and the fact that the White House has Karine Jean-Pierre in the press room is not helping patience has run out with her, which makes the White House press corps even more eager to get information and keep digging. The question is, how many days will go by before the next set of classified documents is discovered? All right, next let's talk about Kamala Harris and her problem with the Declaration of Independence. It seems like this is a trend because Joe Biden had the same problem. Maybe a founding document like the Declaration of Independence is just too complex for them. Maybe it doesn't convey the left wing narrative that Biden and Harris want to convey. Remember this from Joe Biden? We hold these truths to be self-evident. Sounds corny. Not a joke. Think about it. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know the you know the thing. Gosh, what a goof. But Joe Biden is losing it. So what's Kamala Harris's excuse? This weekend marked the 50th anniversary of the Roe v Wade decision. So of course While thousands gathered in Washington at the March for Life, Democrats like Kamala Harris were out giving pro-abortion speeches. My question is, if you're going to give a pro-abortion speech, why would you quote the Declaration of Independence? Here's Harris.
2: America is a promise. It is a promise of freedom and liberty. A promise we made in the Declaration of Independence, that we are each Endowed with the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness.
0: Let's start with her that we are each endowed. She conveniently lives off the part of by their creator, like we're just endowed, just somehow. Endowed by whom? She won't say, because of course, purging religion is one of the hallmarks of the left, and she's sticking with that playbook. And then she gets to the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But she leaves off life. Of course she does. This is a pro-abortion speech. It never seems to occur to the left that our Declaration of Independence, when talking about rights that all of us have, the first thing listed is life. And Harris says, you know, I'll just leave that part out. And for completeness, the Declaration of Independence isn't the only thing that Harris addressed over the last few days. In her classic kindergarten voice, Harris also told us how electricity gets to your home through power lines.
2: These lines connect the power plants where electricity is created to homes and businesses and schools and hospitals across our nation. Think about it, every time you turn on a light or charge your laptop or plug in your air conditioner, Or put leftovers in the fridge. You rely on the power delivered by our nation's network of transmission
0: lines. Wow, I just feel so enlightened. Thank you, Kamala Harris, for that stunning bit of insight. All right, next let's talk about an incident involving Fox News contributor Gianno Caldwell, because it is a perfect example of how the left preaches tolerance and inclusion, but in practice, they have absolutely no desire to be inclusive, or tolerant. If you deviate from approved speech or actions, you are shunned. And that is particularly true of Black conservatives such as Caldwell. He and his friends were recently eating at a restaurant in Miami where he was told to leave because his politics didn't align with the owner.
1: Yesterday, as we were having um, breakfast at this particular location, which I had never been to, it was the suggestion to them to visit this particular place. One of the owners came over to the table and told us she had been listening to our conversation. We were not welcome there. And I said to her, I said, did I say something that was triggering to you? She said, no. She said, our, po- our politics aren't aligned. I'm one of the owners. I'm an owner here. I don't feel comfortable. You have to leave. Unreal.
0: Now, don't get me wrong. I personally believe that a restaurant owner should be allowed to run a business as he or she sees fit. If customers don't agree, then the market will certainly set things right. However, what we see over and over again is a double standard. The left can exert whatever standard it wants on its restaurants. But if, say, a Christian baker denies someone service, then the full weight of the leftist machine goes into action. So what was Caldwell saying that was so offensive? Oh, things like working for Fox News or writing a book on failed liberalism or progressive
1: district attorneys. The owner had enough. This was so problematic to this lady that she told me that I needed to get out of her establishment. If this was not the Jim Crow South, I couldn't tell much of a difference. This is what they've done over the course of of the years. And me being a black man, me saying that I'm a conservative, me having a conversation with these folks who did not mention anything about their politics, they didn't mention anything at all. It was only me, and this lady stared me down. The entire time that I was in a restaurant, there's a target on the backs of people who happen to be black, who happen to be Mm. uh, conservative. There is a
0: target, and we need to support those who are willing to be those targets. No one should have to endure this from the so-called tolerant left, and yet it happens every single day. All right, next let's talk about gas stoves, because New York Governor Kathy Hochul wants to get rid of them, yet she has absolutely no problem using them herself. All over social media, Twitter, Instagram, you name it, Kathy Hochul is using gas appliances. Now, all of a sudden, after well over 100 years of using gas, the left says we need to get rid of it because of health reasons. Of course, this warning is coming from the EPA and the World Health Organization. So give that consideration when you're thinking about this. I say, give me a break. There's nothing more, this is nothing more than an ongoing effort to disrupt the economy and the lives of the American people. Move over everything to electric, and then what happens when the power goes out? And most Americans have no desire
1: to get rid of gas. My preference, I think, would be gas, Great. Yeah, just because you could cook better on it. Yeah. You go to any nice restaurant, you look back in the kitchen, they've got gas appliances.
2: I paid extra to switch to gas, so that, there's <laughs> your answer. In my home
1: Gas all
2: the way. In the end, it's about if I can save money. Yes. If there are incentives, as there were for like EVs in the beginning, sure, absolutely. If not, then I'll just stick with whichever one, whichever option is cheaper.
0: Now, if you live here in Texas or Florida or other states, they have a little bit of sanity and common sense. You'll be fine. However, if you live in ca- California or New York or some other left-wing state, you better watch out. Of course. You could always go eat at Nancy Pelosi's house. I'm sure she'll never get rid of her gas stove. Those rules are just for the rest of us. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one she gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show, so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Wednesday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.